I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of country throughout all sacred Aboriginal lands in Australia, where we are recording this podcast from today. I invite you to reflect on the land that you are on, the traditional custodians, their customs, their connection and their preservation of this land. I pay my respects to all elders, past, present and emerging. Sovereignty of this land was never ceded. And I extend this respect to all Indigenous people listening today from around the world. I am grateful for the connection to Mother Nature, the spiritual trees, animals and sacred waters. We as eco-impactors are aware that there is only one planet Earth and that everything on this Earth is interconnected. We stand up to protect Australia's natural ecosystem and all nature across this beautiful Earth. Welcome back to Eco Impactors, a podcast brought to you by Orangutan Alliance. My name is Blaine Edwards, and on this podcast, we talk with eco innovators, thought leaders, and change makers who are impacting our planet for the better. If this sounds like you, then feel free to subscribe, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, Eco Impactors. Today, the podcast will be hosted by myself and Amy from Orangutan Alliance, and today we are joined by Panut. Hadisis Wayu, conservationist, activist, educator, social entrepreneur, and founder of Orangutan Information Center in Sumatra. So, Panut, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, it's just been great to be here, and thanks for inviting me uh, to join you guys and share, you know, all uh, what I learn, what I experience, and try to do something on the ground to make a difference for orangutans and the habitats in Sumatra. Yeah, oh, thank yeah. you. Um, to start us off, um, perhaps we can dive into a bit of an introduction. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and the work you do at Orangutan Information Center and perhaps, you know, some of the goals that you're trying to uh, accomplish through the work that you do? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my name is Panut Hadisiswoyo. I'm an ordinary person who is trying to do extraordinary things in my life, uh, and in order to do that, actually, I set up a, a local NGO called Orangutan Information Center back in 2001. And uh, through this NGO, actually, uh, I've been trying to fight for the orangutans and the forest homes uh, because they actually are facing uh, such a serious threat that that can lead to the ex- extinction. So, uh, otherwise. Uh, you know, we, we, if we don't do anything, then, then we, we actually will lose uh, this species species. And then this has been like my life for the last um, 20 years, I think, uh, to, to be fighting for the orangutans. And, and, and along the way, actually, uh, we are trying to do uh, different things to make a difference uh, that actually benefit the orangutans, the forest and the local people. And yeah, I'm, I'm based in, in Medan, in North Sumatra, in Western part of uh, Sumatra and Western part of Indonesia. And then uh, it's actually like, I think um, one of the second biggest islands uh, in Sumatra. And then we are in the Northern part of the island. And then the, the, in this area is the only place where you can actually find uh, the Sumatran orangutan uh, in Sumatra islands. And you, you know, there are the orangutan species in Borneo, but in Sumatra, the orangutans in Sumatra actually exist in, in the local ecosystem and one species that actually uh, discovered uh, by uh, 2017 uh, as a different species living in uh, Batangtoba ecosystem in the west coast, uh, the west Toba, yeah, west part of Toba from, from the northern part of uh, North Sumatra. So yeah, that's a short introductions, but uh, I'll, I'll, I will be looking forward to telling you more about my life and what we're doing on the ground in Sumatra. Yeah, love it. Thank you. And um, so the Orangutan Alliance, Orangutan Information Centre, in conjunction with the Orangutan Project, has worked on the My Step to Protect campaign for the past year or so. And I think I have one with me. Um, so with this little bar of soap, people can buy this. And it's with Viva La Body as well, we've made it with, who's palm oil free certified. Um, People can buy one soap and it plants one tree in Sumatra. So for 
I believe we're up to about 10,000 trees, which is amazing. And that means that you can now plant 10,000 trees in Sumatra um, with these purchases, which is a, just a huge achievement in itself. Um, in 2018, I was in Sumatra and volunteered with the OIC, uh, which was amazing. And I got to plant trees and help with the seedlings and everything there at your Chindaraja restoration site. But for the people that haven't been on the ground, um, could you share with us what sort of trees that you're planting and where you're planting them in those sites? Yeah, firstly, I'd like to thank to uh, Orangutan Alliance for such a wonderful initiative, you know, to actually link with um, uh, social and uh, business entrepreneurship uh, that is combined in a way actually to support conservation, uh, especially with the planting program in order to actually um, uh, restore the, the degraded forest in, in, in Sumatra, especially in the habitat of Orangutan. So this is really great. And then... Uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, really good also to link with consumers and then uh, what we actually can do to help our planet and the alliance and this collaboration is really a perfect way to actually show uh, a good case of how we actually can do something good yeah, for our nature. So yeah, thanks again. Anyway, with your questions about um, what actually we plant and, you know, as, as, as you know, that we planted so many uh, different species of trees uh, because our lesser forest, especially where we actually conduct the planting in the Gunung Lhasa National Park, is actually the habitat orangutan where it has more than 4,000 species of, uh, of uh, tree species. Yeah, so more, uh, more than 4,000 uh, tree species exist and live in our forest. So, in order to uh, uh, um, restore the the degraded forests as a habitat of wildlife, especially orangutans, elephants, even tigers, because our place is actually the habitat of uh, tricky species like uh, tigers, uh, Sumatran tigers, uh, Sumatran elephants and orangutans and not rhino, even though part of the whole landscape actually we have uh, rhino, Sumatran rhinos, all of these species are actually critically endangered and then, and then the habitat is actually uh, shrinking. So we actually need to do something about it. Uh, and then we actually plant so many trees, um, especially at the beginning, we planted uh, fast growing species, uh, pioneer species, you know, all kind of species that actually grow fast, that, that also resistant to uh, sunshine and open area in degraded soil so they can actually survive. Uh, this is actually what we learned from the nature, you know, because the succession, when actually the forest actually burned down or even degraded or even cut down, actually uh, the first thing to grow is like, you know, uh, three species that are actually considered as fast growing species, like uh, Makaranga, you know, and other species that actually can, can be resistant to such uh, de de degraded uh, soil and degraded uh, climate in the area. And, and then uh, we learned that, and then once we planted um, the fast growing species uh, as many as possible in, in one hectare, for example, in one uh, open area, uh, we actually planted more than uh, 1,000 trees, you know. And then after that, uh, we follow the second year, or the first, the, 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 uh, the second year, we start to plant uh, all, uh, like, uh, slow-growing species uh, that mainly, you know, uh, hardwood trees, uh, fruit trees, you know, uh, even though like the uh, fast-growing species is also fruit, spe fruit species as well, because um, even though uh, not edible for human, but actually edible for, for birds, and because at the same time when, when we actually grow uh, fast-growing species, there are so many animals already come to, to our, our side, including birds, you know, that in total, you know, there are, we recorded more than, you know, uh, I think 15 or 20 species of birds coming to our side. And then that's the second step, you know, planting the uh, um, slow growing species, like uh, we have many soria, we have many uh, other trees that actually, uh, that we replicate from the, the reference forest, yeah. Uh, so we actually need to learn from the, the intact and primary forest as, as a reference for us. So we can get all these kind of species to be, re, to be replanted in our site. So, so that's, that's all I can see, you know, but I, I mean, and I can say about 
about what, what kind of species and how we actually study it and how we actually can uh, ensure that what we are planting is actually a place for animals to go back because we, were, we planted uh, food sources for, for wildlife to roam uh, back to, to our site and it, it's, it's working well so far. Uh, our, elef our elephants, you know, in Chintaraja, as you can see, uh, I mean that uh, now we have so many reports of, uh, you know, presence of uh, elephants coming back, even tiger, Sumatran tiger, already come back to our site because uh, the, 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 the secondary forest actually uh, is a good place for, for like uh, prey animals like pigs, you know, and then and, uh, and many um, like uh, elephants even come to our site because the young shoots actually uh, suffered by elephants. And then uh, some um, three species that we planted, like, like um, uh, what, what species, uh, I forgot name. Uh, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, sorry, I forgot the name of species, but I, I remember I remember that. And then, uh, and actually suffered uh, by many, many uh, uh, animals. And then, yeah, our own time start to, to come back to our side too. Yeah, that's that's so. I think I say I can say so much about this, but if you have any more questions, feel free. No, that's. I think that answers it very well. Yeah. Um, and just that, so many animals and birds are coming back to the site is just incredible. That you can see that impact happen over however many years. Could years. you actually specify how many years? Did you say four? Yeah. We started to. Uh, cut down the illegal palm oil trees by uh, 2017, you know? Mm -hmm. And then uh, uh, in, in three years time, actually, uh, the recovery uh, was progressing very well. And then now it actually, you know, I just came back from the site a couple of days ago, I think last weekend, and I was impressed uh, with the, the succession and then the, the, the growing trees that we actually planted very well. And then uh, that was part of the side that I saw was actually planted by the group from London Lions uh, that, that you came, I think, 2018, probably early 2018 in March, I think. And now I could, I could even send you some, some, some good trees that actually grown so well. And then, uh, you know, the progress really well maintained you know, by our team. Mm, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting. Oh, you go, Amy, sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, just to add on to the, with the, um, you know, the planting these trees and then all these animals coming, you know, into the space, you're essentially through planting all these different trees, you're creating all these new homes for these animals to kind of come back to. Like, that's one way I look at like, reforestation as you're essentially building these new homes for different animals that, you know, these homes were in a lot of cases destroyed um, through human activity. But reforestation is just kind of building homes and all these animals are coming back to, you know, a home. And um, by planting different trees, you're essentially planting different types of homes for different types of animals. And that's just kind of cool to see. And how quickly these animals come back as well is, I don't know, it's quite nice to um, kind of see, see tangible evidence that you know you do this thing and then you can see these animals come back and actually benefit from this progress like it's nice that you can visualize that yeah, yeah. that's all i wanted to say sorry yeah, for cutting great. you off amy <laughs> i just want to say it again about you know about our restoration goal is actually to uh uh bring back the uh, system as the way it was as as origin of, of the forest and 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 creating space and new habitat for the wildlife. So that's actually the purpose. And and by this purpose, then we actually has to do something uh, to do anything possible. Uh, all the necessary works actually need to be done to create such things. You know, such a new place as a, a new home for for animals like uh, you know key species. So many mammals living in our forest. So we have to actually encourage the animals to come back to our side. And it's happening. Yeah, I mean, like, um, yeah, I, I just want to say something about the three species I forgot to mention. It's actually uh, ficus species. Yeah, we, I, we, we planted a lot of ficus uh, uh, tree species. 
and it was it was actually followed by many elephants and they like to to bark skin you know to get the barks of the trees and then, and they didn't the elephant when they eat the the, the tree the, to get the barks actually it didn't really kill the trees you know amazing so because they they actually try to uh, leave the the, the trees to, to to survive so they can come back so they actually don't actually harm you know the trees you know even though they actually have to get some parts of the trees but they just leave. Uh, that's the the thing that I learned so much from the animals. Yeah, that's like pretty customers. pretty awesome. Yeah. Like um, you hear a lot of different stories like that where the animals, when they're interacting with the environment, they just know how far to push it and when to stop, so that you're not messing with that that balance of the ecosystem. I think with humans, there's a lot, especially with that respect, um, yeah. we can learn from other non-human animals because we overshoot that mark sometimes and we overly interact with the environment to the point where it is destroyed. So, um, yeah, a lot we can learn from, from elephants and other animals if we just take the time to listen. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Uh, so my next question is, how does restoration assist your efforts at uh, Orangutan Information Centre? Yeah, our mission is actually to uh, secure the uh, long-term survival of orangutans and the habitat in Sumatra. That's our vision. So uh, in order to achieve that, actually, we, we need to secure the habitat. And when the habitat is not secure and degraded and actually uh, become uh, a place that could lead to the killings of orangutans because the, the degradation, the habitat loss, and the frustration can, can lead to conflict incident. And then if we don't do something about it, actually we fail to protect the species. Without forest, no life for orangutans, even for humans, you know, because forest is a, a life supporting system that needed by the species, but also at the same time by human. And 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 for us, it's it, it's really vital to, to uh, to save this habitat. So we, we, we actually uh, try to uh, secure the habitat by uh, replanting the, the area they already degraded by native tree species. And then we, by doing this, actually we can uh, secure the habitat for orangutans and, and other many thousands of wildlife actually following this, you know, not only orangutans, by orangutans is an, an icon for us, a mascot for us an umbrella species and a key species uh, to save these species. Actually, we save many other species in the forest. So, so, so that is uh, our, even I would say our umbrella uh, projects, yeah, because uh, restoration is the, the, the top priority for us to, to achieve our goal. And uh, we don't want our forests is gone and sacrificed for monoculture plantations, you know. So we uh, we, we we want forests as forests, and 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 that is the limit for us. And we don't want more forests to be sacrificed uh, for our humans' uh, uh, greed, maybe like uh, feeding uh, all human in the in the world to. Uh, fit with all the things from 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 the forest, but I, I I don't mean that I'm 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 against any anything that actually development for human, but we need to make it balance. You know what is life now? Uh, the forest that is left now is actually just reach the limit for us to actually sustain in a good in a good and sustainable condition in the future, you know, like now with the COP26, that we need to maintain the, uh, the increase of um, uh, temperature in the world, uh, you know, with uh, maximum 1.5 degrees Celsius. And, and the only thing that we can achieve that is actually by uh, saving and keeping this, this forest as intact as possible and no more deforestations that it has to be, to be, to be um, done because, because we need more expansion, you know. So, so that's 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 the way we actually uh, develop our uh, ecosystem restoration program. It's not about just planting trees, but actually a strong message uh, for us to um, respond uh, to the climate crisis. And there is the only way for us to address the climate crisis is actually restoring the degraded forest. Hmm. Yeah, I like when you mentioned um, the balance thing because that's you know all the problems that exist in the world is because you know there's an imbalance somewhere and uh, I like when you mentioned that it's it's not about 
humans having to, I guess, sacrifice everything that they want or need. But it's about, I guess, finding that balance between the whole lot so that, you know, humans as a species can live well, but then also the environment that we're living in and the other animals that live in that environment also can live well. And that's, in theory, a possible scenario. We just need to take action in order to kind of get to that level of balance or equilibrium. Um, so I think that that point is quite important because I think a lot of people when they're like, oh, don't take away these things that I want, they, there's like friction there. But it's not about that. It's about, okay, let's just get the balance right. Um, so uh, the work that you guys do, you, you do a, a range of different kind of things. We've been talking about reforestation. Um, you also kind of do community development, forest crime research, uh, and then also orangutan uh, rescues. Um, could you potentially, I know the animal or the orangutan rescue part, I imagine would be a fairly emotive kind of experience. Do you have any um, memories that kind of stick out, whether they be good memories or ones that were just quite powerful that you can maybe tell a bit of a story about? Any orangutan rescues that um, yeah, stick out from, in, from your experience? Uh, you know, we did a lot of rescues and in total, uh, 250 orangutans rescued from such, uh, you know, uh, life-threatening situations at the incantation of uh, uh, forest crimes. And every rescue is emotional, you know? mm. it's, it's fun, you know, it's like something that you uh, feel so uh, deep into your heart, why this is happening, why we should uh, do this, and why, why, why this you know, keep happening, you know, it's always emotional. And then I feel so much um uh, in inside of me is actually between like bittersweet when actually we do rescues because at the same time you know we can uh yeah provide all what we can do energy facility anything to help around but at the same time we are very much uh, concerned that why this is you know uh, actually happening from time to time you know so um i, I joined so many rescues translocations uh rescue from trafficking and then the, when we I can pick up one example of translocation that actually uh, come to my to my mind uh, now to, to to share with you about the rescue of a mother mother and a baby orangutan that we try to um, translocate because the orangutan actually living in such a small forest small forest patch very very tiny and then um, yeah it's kind of sad but uh we have to do it and then it's very difficult the 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 condition of the uh, the forest patch is really 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 challenging because it's actually located near the by the river by the river uh, side by the uh, river and then there's a kind of cliff you know like kind of you know uh, so the the forest patch is act was actually in between two hills so it's like in a valley, you know, mm -hmm. and then we couldn't go from from the bottom of that forest patch because it's, it's uh, very very difficult to go there. So we have to we have to actually watch the organ from from the the, the, the top of the hill, uh, you know, and then and then uh, I was so and then I I pushed our team to go to go uh, down to the valley near the, by the riverside just to uh, prepare the net and then. Uh, our our vet actually uh, and our team uh, located uh, the orangutan and then uh, it it actually something that we didn't expect because you know uh, when we tranquilize the orangutan the we tried to tranquilize the mother because this orangutan actually with a baby very tiny baby and maybe one year old or two years old we didn't expect that actually the tranquilizer hit the baby. You know, and then without our expectation, the baby actually fell down from from the mother, uh, where she cling on to the mother, and then she just cling on to the river, down to the river, and then I thought, oh my god! And then uh, our team just straight away jumped into the river, and actually I just come down and I saw my my team, one of my team actually uh, uh, actually bring up one that you know around the baby from the river, and then. Um, it actually uh, survived, and, I, and I, I grabbed the baby orangutan, and then I put it on the top of the hill, and then I just tried to make sure everything was fine, healthy, 
and good, and 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 she, she survived. But she was feeling very cold because of you know from falling to the river. And then then we don't we don't want to separate the baby, you know, from the mother. So we have to rescue the mother. So we have to find a way. It's very challenging uh, because and then it's raining, and then it's almost like dark. And then sudden and and, and at the end, our team actually managed to tranquilize the the mother orangutan. And then but but apparently. The mother was stuck on on the on the top of the tree canopy between two three canopies, you know, and then so he, he, she didn't actually go uh, to to go down and fall down because she was stuck on the top of the trees, top of the branch, you know, and then and while well, our team has to cut the, the tree and then you know and and try to uh, slowly actually uh, um, catch the orangutan with the net and then it just apparently also fell onto the river and we have to actually quickly just try to to grab the orangutan mother and then we, we managed to grab and then we managed to bring to the top of the hill and then uh, then uh, the mother and the baby actually were united uh, again by our team and then we actually monitored the baby the whole night and we have to stay there until even 4 a.m. because our car was actually stuck on the mud because it was it was raining so we, the location was in in a palm oil plantation yeah and just a very uh, tiny patch in, inside in the plantation. And then the road was so bad. And then I, I, we stayed until 4 a.m., you know, and then uh, the, and then we managed to get off the plantations. And then the morning we went straight to the good forest and safe forest and then we released them. And it's such a very emotional, very uh, touchy, you know, like um, I feel rescue is not fun, you know, it's, 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 it's I don't know what to say. It's just like you feel that um, pity at the same time you are happy because you can save, you know. Uh, but you know, it's it's not it's not easy uh, to be done by anyone. So you need to have uh, good resources. You need to have a good skill of your team, and you can manage the risk. And then so far from translocation, we don't have any fatalities. We don't have any. You know, uh, we can save the orangutans from life-threatening situation, uh, but of course things happen. You know, and then uh, sometimes we also rescue orangutan they already severely injured because they actually uh, already had injuries, and then from like attacked by uh, some people, and then we manage to find them not in a good situation, and then we we try to yeah bring to this to the quarantine to the to the uh, or the hospital so they can actually get. Uh, treatment, but sometimes in I think around three or four on times couldn't recover and then end up of uh, death uh, because they, they already have a kind of severe uh, injuries, you know, uh, from from other uh, factors, not from not because of the rescue. So yeah, um, 250 orangutans is actually more than two percent of the total wild orangutan population in the world, you know. So uh, actually, that two percent is a high number. Of dealing with such number uh, because orangutan is a slow breeder with with one percent of um, uh, hunting or poaching, uh, uh, you know it 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 can actually affect the, the survival of the orangutan. So we need to to uh, really make sure that you know, but good that we can actually uh, save uh, more than two percent of total wild orangutan populations in the forest. You know. And then, then bring back them to the wild, and then, then it actually, yeah, then gives uh, more uh, contribution to the genetics of the wild population in the wild, and then it's actually really good. As, as I can see, the orangutan breed uh, very slowly. In the whole life of orangutans, they can on, they can on, they can only breed maybe three or not four, even three, two, uh, I think three or four um, babies, orangutan babies, and then that means they they breed very slowly for the whole uh, period of their life. Um, female can live until 55 or 60, uh, but then from the whole time of the alive, they can produce only uh, three. So with one percent of uh, hunting pressure, the pressure from hunting or poaching, it can actually affect the, the, the populations in the wild. Yeah. And I have another story about um, uh, rescue orangutans from trafficking, you know, from uh, illegal position of orangutans, you know. I. I, I, uh, report, I received a report of orangutan 
being kept illegally in, in someone's house in a, actually in a, yeah, in a military base uh, of the house, yeah, house of uh, military members. And then when I came there, I was surprised because I saw one, one big male around town, I think about 25 years old. And then the, um, he was there for like 20 years in a small cage. And then when I arrived there, he actually was very angry and, and, and aggressive to me because he never saw other people in his life for 20 years. And I could see one cage that actually uh, with a one small door. Uh, when, when I think he was like five, five to eight years old, that fit for when, when he was, you know. So that means he was in that cage at least for 15 years, you know. It was kind of sad. Again, it's emotional. At the same time, because like a bittersweet situation for me, because at the same time I can save the orangutan, but at the same time, very shame for that orangutan uh, has to have experience such a bad uh, life almost for the rest, mm. or like like half of their life, you know. And luckily, that I I could bring uh, the orangutan to safety in a better place, you know. But uh, because it's already old and then uh, they have any skill to survive in the wild, because he forgot as a as her, himself as an orangutan species, you know. Big, uh, and then uh, then he actually kind of did release back to the wild. So now we are working with other NGO SCP to provide a kind of sanctuary for for this unreleasable orangutan. Yeah, sounds sounds like a roller coaster slash whirlwind of emotions. Very the, much. You have the the sadness, the shock, the. The, but then also, you know, there is an element of satisfaction knowing that, you know, this animal's now potentially going to be in a better situation, but knowing the history, it would be heartbreaking. Very much. Mm. Yeah. 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 I think power to your, your team, the rescue team, because I think just listening consumers listening to these stories would feel the pain themselves but to actually be in the situation um, and rescuing these uh, animals because of what humans have put them through would be very difficult so yeah thank you to you and your team for all the work you mm -hmm. guys do for orangutans um and you guys do even more work at OIC uh, because you work with local communities in Sumatra. So could you share a little bit about that? I know you teach permaculture and try to diverse, diversify the jobs in Sumatra within local communities there. Yeah, uh, the bottom line of this uh, idea and program is all about conservation is actually about people, you know. So without involving people, then actually we fail. So we want to uh, uh, create such condition that actually local communities generate their own actions to, to support conservations in their own ways. You know, uh, Improving the livelihood is one of the way to actually uh, uh, increasing the participation of local communities uh, because then they don't have any pressures on the forest uh, and wildlife and then uh, reduce uh, uh, incidents of killings of uh, wildlife, and then uh, you know, uh, yeah, uh, that that is really important for us to uh, improve the, um, the welfare of the local communities, um, and then how to create such connections between forests and the livelihood of the people, uh, because in many ways sometimes there are this connection of you know people don't really feel there's connection between. Oh my love you and, and, and the forest. So we need to, to, to create such thing. And then permaculture is a good way for us to introduce such understanding that actually we can uh, interconnect um, what we need in, in our life with the nature. And then uh, that will be something that actually can be can be done easily. Uh, we, we, we train many, many women, you know, uh, even now we're still training more than. 50 or 100 uh, women, you know, uh, in the uh, community actually to grow uh, and, and manage uh, 
permaculture gardens in their home yard, you know, and 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 then they they realize that actually they can do so much so much in their own limited space of land, but they can actually get so many things, you know, they improve the the income, and then they they even get a better food, healthy food, and then that's that's actually a good role that 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 women in Indonesia consider as you know. Uh, an element of, of taking care of the family only and taking care of the kids, but then actually they can do something about uh, the, um, the, the increasing, the, the improvement of their welfare and, and the life conditions of, of the community by having uh, activities that they can be done by themselves, led by themselves, by women group, and they can actually do something uh, more to improve the, the, the economy of the family and so many things. So we have also kind of promoted side that we actually show as 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 a as a uh, <clears throat> demonstration uh, area that we can show to the people about how to manage, you know, uh, the land in in a more sustainable way. We actually have um, um, land that was formerly a palm oil plantation that we actually uh, converted into such a nice place, a, a combination between uh, restoration. Of, forest and then also um, a permaculture site that we can actually show to people that we can do so much. Even we can get better income if we actually do uh, intercropping system, for example. Uh, we always try to explain that permaculture is all, all, is all about, you know, returning to the nature, uh, you know, how the nature works and how we actually, um, yeah, um, manage our land, our land is in, in, in in a more productive way without actually damaging other part of the nature. And then we actually, uh, yeah, um, still doing this. And then we want to create more connections with more with people, with, uh, uh, with the local people, so they can learn from our sites and from our center. And then now training program is our, our also main activities for our team. We have a special team uh, actually conducting so many training in, 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 in sustainable agriculture, in uh, managing uh, uh, like uh, community groups that can actually uh, uh, do a lot in, in, in as a group to promote uh, ecological farming, you know? So, yeah. Hmm. Um, one other problem that exists in, in this space is around palm oil. Uh, and a few people are aware of, you know, it being an issue, but because it's quite a complex problem, um, I think it can be quite tricky to fully like understand and wrap your head around exactly what is going on and and how do we approach this? What are the problems that we're actually trying to solve? Um, considering you're you know obviously involved in this space, what do you believe is the key to addressing the palm oil crisis? Yeah, I think uh, in in my context as. Uh, as a, an activist working on the grassroots, I, I, I see that the palm oil is not the problem, but the way it is cultivated is the problem, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, uh, we try to push, um, you know, like banning expansions uh, of plantation into, into the forest is, is is, is our advocacy, you know, uh, pushing the moratorium uh, of new uh, plantation permits, you know. So, so it's, 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 it's something that we, we can do so far. And then uh, uh, what, what is already developed, you know, with 12 million hectares of uh, palm oil in Indonesia is actually enough to uh, feed the world or even to uh, contribute to our economy in Indonesia. More than uh, I think five million people working in a palm oil industry. Even even now, the palm oil association in Indonesia claim that ten million people actually uh, rely on on this industry from 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 the you know uh, plantation into the processing and into the factories all over the world, all over in Indonesia. You know, so so it's it's really really you know in such uh, condition that that that. We, we, we actually have to see in, in, in a very, um, uh, I would say, uh, we see it in, in a more, in a wise way that, 
that uh, yeah, we, 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 we cannot stop the, the, the development of palm oil in Indonesia, uh, but actually we can uh, advocate to voice for the stop of or expansion of our palm oil into, into the rainforest and what then uh, only, only cultivate the palm oil in the area in the land that already allocated uh, as a non-forest area and that already that there's huge area in Indonesia that that actually allocated for such uh, purposes so we have to uh, push the government to uh, uh, limit the expansion and even stop the expansion uh, because the current number is 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 sufficient you know for uh, contributing to the, the economy of Indonesia in Indonesia and then um, um, uh, and the least that we can do is also to uh, um, uh, push the industry, the, com the companies, uh, to implement responsible practice that include, you know, uh, recognizing of uh, high, cons high conservation value in their plantation and in the surrounding. So they 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 know that by expanding uh, the palm oil into other area that that that, that have uh, a protected species probably it, it will uh, damage the environment and the, the wildlife so then they they have to push that and implement it as as a, a kind of way to certify that they they don't do any harm in the plantations it's not easy to do this it's a, still a challenge but i think what we can do is to, uh, yeah, uh, to regulate this, you know, to regulate this, 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 this plantations. I can't say they have to buy the palm oil because I, I recognize that uh, as Indonesian, uh, we, we see this, uh, you know, plantations that we develop as a priority for, for uh, the economy development in Indonesia. And then uh, I, I, I can advocate that the sustainable palm oil is, 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 is one of the solutions. And, and it is up to you people in the world to actually uh, review this and to recognize this uh, as this crop is damaging or if you think you can make a difference, you can also try to push the, the, the industry and uh, uh, yeah, the producers to only source you know, responsible uh, palm oil that, that actually source from, from, from a good cultivation that does not uh, destroy our rainforest and kill our orangutans. So, so that is the least that you can do as a consumers. What do you think? <laughs> Thank you. Um, so we're gonna pop up some links under this podcast so people can support your work and find out more information. But could you just share um, for our listeners how they can support OIC? Yeah. Should I say the link? Yeah. Um, no, can share how they can support your work. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. I think um, you can you can directly contribute to uh, the work that we are doing by actually donating or uh, volunteering and also uh, spreading the um, the yeah uh, the work that we are doing to the world to your society. That actually there are some group of people uh, at the grassroots level doing something to make a difference for orangutans in the forest in order to also secure uh, our planet from further disruptions and from uh, climate crisis. And then the, you can also support the Orangutan Alliance and the Orangutan Project, for example. They are doing a great job actually to uh, promote the campaign and awareness on the crisis of this, uh, you know, protections of orangutan and, and the forest. And then you can help and, and support them. And, and by supporting these great NGOs, you can actually make a difference too. Awesome. So yeah, obviously these links will be down below and um, help spread the, spread the love on social media, share all the awesome work you guys are doing. Uh, for the closing question though, uh, we, we, touched on it a little bit earlier uh, around you know how can humans learn from animals but for the closing question what can we learn from orangutans what can we learn from orangutans to improve what we do as humans the there are many things that we can learn from animals including orangutans and you you don't believe that actually even they are much more wise than human probably uh, i would say true that you know they are even more intelligent they don't do any harm you know animals orangutans they don't do any harm to other species 
we are a single species on this only planet we can leave that actually damage our own planet and our own and other species yeah we damage other species so but look at orangutans look at other animals they don't even do any harm to other species you know even they have to uh, uh, involve in such a food cycle but actually they can do for their needs without any greed and they can uh, balance uh, you know the ecosystem you know and and the orangutans especially they are the best motherhood uh, in the world. The creature, the species that actually has such a best motherhood, you know, and human even cannot do such thing. Like orangutan mother, they have to like, take care of the baby for six to eight years. And, and in, for that long time, actually the mother has to teach the, the baby to learn how to survive in the forest, how to learn to uh, make nests, climb the trees, swing from one branch to another branch and avoid predators. And, and, and during such time, even the mother, they, 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 they don't want to be near a male to get another baby, I mean, to make babies or even to, uh, yeah, to, to, uh, uh, um, to fulfill the needs of sexual needs of around and mother. And they just try to avoid, you know, male when they have a baby. You know, there is such such a good lesson that they actually can control uh, birth, yeah? Uh, so they can actually control the population, you know, uh, by actually, uh, yeah, you know, the population of humans increases because we cannot control the birth. Everybody just, you know, try to make babies as many as possible. And then you don't even think about the supply for us to, to feed us and the demand increasing all the time. But look at look at the animals. Look at the orangutans in the wild. You know they can even yeah do you know such a harmony in, in in the forest. You know, and then the the mother orangutan um, uh, as as I mentioned earlier that they, they look uh, after the baby for such a long time, and it's such a good you know lesson for for motherhood and no other species like even human they don't do such thing. And, and yeah, and more other things that we can learn from orangutans, like they are actually contributing to the nature. Uh, how? By actually planting trees. They're actually the best uh, for, for forest farmers in the forest, you know, because they keep planting, they eat a lot of fruits, you know, they disperse seeds and they actually help the regeneration of the forest. So, so they actually doing something useful uh, and, and for human, you have to do such a way, you know, that actually contribute to the sustainability of our planet, to our place, to our livelihood, to our communities, uh, without doing any harm, you know. Actually, is 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 uh, is you know at the least that you can do, you know, like don't do any harm is actually the least that you can do to contribute to the nature, you know. And then uh, many things that actually. I see, you know, uh, as a appealing uh, uh, in my life to see such a such a peace in, in the forest, you know, uh, as a home, you know, I, I, I see that the forest of the home of Rwanda is actually a real home for us to see such a different species uh, living and coexist in harmony, you know, with, without actually, yeah, um, making such a mess, you know, we create such a mass destructions in this planet. And what we need to do is actually to restore the damage. And then, and then you, do, you can take your own part by doing a lot of good things that you can do by not harming the environment and harming other species too. Yeah, that's a, that's a good answer. I, I like what you said about the orangutans being the farmers of the, the forest, you know, dispersing the seeds. Um, so they add value to the forest through playing that role. But then they also m minimize the harm, the impact that they have on the on the forest as well. It'd be a, it'd be probably a helpful thought experiment experiment for humans to figure out what our role is in the forest. So we're we're not the farmers. We're something that's completely destructive, and we're we're probably not adding much value as well. So mm -hmm. we're we're not doing well in both of those areas. Uh, it doesn't mean that we can't do well, but at the moment we. The role that we're playing isn't isn't helpful. Uh, there's a yeah. there's an interesting quote I heard from someone. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was David Attenborough. It was something along the lines of, you know, if all the species on Earth came together and and held a vote to kick one species out of out of planet Earth and boot them off to you know 
yeah. Mars or some other planet, unanimously all the species would vote out humans because we're the we're the, we're the one species that uh, is screwing it up for everyone else, uh, which is True. sad. <laughs> it is, like it's, it's kind of there's there's humor in there, but at the same time it's like this is uh sounds funny but it's actually serious <laughs> because yeah, it's true. In, in other, yeah in other words that actually uh, we desperately need nature to survive to to thrive you know uh, to thrive yeah uh, but but actually the nature doesn't need us you know um exactly we, we depend on nature you know um, but the nature can can flourish even without humans and then they can do better even the humans. But now uh, we uh, we, need, we are in a reality that we coexist, and then we we have to yeah live in such a way that we 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 must realize that actually we don't need other planet to live. You know what we need to do is just planting trees on our own planet to fix the problem, to fix the damage. You know now we do, many millions you know spending a lot of money just to find another planet. That's crazy to me, but we have our own planet now that we can still fix it. Mm. There is a time for us to do it, you know. But that spent that millions of money to to find a planet actually can be used to restore our forest to even to uh, fix the damage in our own planet. Why we bother of actually finding another planet? That's a silly idea to me. Yeah, I think humans need to realize that we. You, you said humans nature doesn't need humans but humans need nature well well we're one and the same but you know you get the like we nature the environment doesn't need us but we need it it kind of reminds me like back in the day when humans used to think we were the center of the universe and then we learned yeah. that you know earth isn't the center of the universe it's just a small piece of this massive thing i think the problem that exists today is humans think that we're like the center of this planet and like everything kind of revolves around us but the moment we realize we're not the center and we're just one small piece of this great ecosystem i think then that will be where we get a lot of change after we realize that because we we think we've got this you know as a species we tend to think we're kind of above everything and we're separate from this nature over here but the reality is we're just one part of it and it doesn't need us but we need it i totally agree with you Thanks everyone for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, then feel free to subscribe and we will see you in the next one.